0: Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, The Art of One Flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. Where I help you fix your Catholic marriage I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages And now I want to help you Call 313 Radical now That's area code 313 Radical And ask me anything on tough marital issues Such as what to do when she's asked for a divorce What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation But you didn't want it what to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it? Call 313 Radical. That's area code 313 723 4225. That's area code 313 723 4225. Again, call 313 Radical right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, aka how to man up. So, Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And remarriage Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping me understand co- marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex And courting is for marriage. In this 122nd episode, the high-value man concept, things you should know and consider before adopting this concept. Plus, live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue. Call 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225. Or call in using your browser with callinstudio.com slash Radical One for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And now we hit our infamous quote of the day. Quote, a man of courage Embraces suffering, serves thy beloved, sacrifices self while being the rock for masculinity and the full truth of Christianity, end quote, Catholic Alpha. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday. Ten AM Eastern was a resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, so that quote is important for today. Because it brings us to what we are going to talk about, about that concept of the high value man. And everybody knows it except me. I didn't really know what the heck it was. (laughs) But that's why you have a wife and younger kids. They tell you everything if you just ask. And so basically, the quote is a man of courage embraces suffering, serves thy beloved, sacrifices self, while being the rock, of the masculinity, and the full truth of Christianity, and this is the my mission statement, basically, kind of uh, quote for my website. I use it all the time. Uh, I came up with it many years ago um, because it, it helps me keep in my, the right mindset, in the mindset of what this life is about, what I'm supposed to be doing, um, and I kind of passed it on to the guys in my program. I talk about it a lot. And so that brings us to, like, today about masculinity. And, again, it's like I always find myself going back to masculinity. I mean, it's like an epidemic. (laughs) It's like we are always attacked. We are always attacked. We just, I guess Satan knows if he can get rid of us, the protectors and defender, then, you know, everybody else in the house is is putty, which is true. Um, but, man, it's like every like, I, you know, every show I go on, every podcast, I get invited to be on podcasts and stuff, uh, other shows all the time. And, man, it's like we, we, we start out, talk, you know, we always start out talking about masculinity always. And it'll, it goes on for a long time. Eventually, though, we kind of get to marriage you know but the reason that's kind of the reason I talk about marriage and masculinity and god because they're all really one you know it's hard to not talk about one and talk about the other cuz most of the time men when you I go on other shows and I go on protestant shows a lot too and we just don't they people just don't really understand what what masculinity is really about and so um today In this first segment, we're gonna deal with, you know, my radical rant on my 13 observations on the mindset of the high value man, and I really didn't really care about this. I was like, I was, um, basically, that was a term that was coined by now deceased uh, Kevin Samuels, and if you like, if you Google that or go on, especially on YouTube. But if you Google it or you as a writer, man, it's people all over talking about this stuff and it's been going on for at least probably, I guess the oldest video I saw from him was like five years ago. He looked a lot younger and stuff, but even up to this nine months ago, even up to now, you know, he's been dead, um, for a while, for a little bit now. And so even though you can still subscribe to his channel, you can still do all kinds of stuff. Um, I was first introduced to the high value man thing by my father, who is now God rest his soul. He's he he died a couple of years ago, and basically, um, he loved this guy. He 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 he. I know how he caught on to him, but he loved this guy, and uh, what he started doing. He he wanted. He asked me and my wife. Well, he talked to me, and then. Uh, I talked to my wife and asked her who this guy was. Of course, my wife had already heard of him because she's the YouTube queen. But we we started watching the stuff. And man, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I barely got through two videos of this dude. I mean, I just the concepts were so far from what I've learned in the church about what a real and true authentic man is. Uh I had to turn him off and I never really thought about him again. I really didn't. I mean, you know, when he died and stuff and people bring him up, but basically until like the other day, um, I was on David L. Gray's podcast, his show, and he wanted to talk about the red pill concept and the, the high value man thing. And so. um, um So with that being said, I wanted to kind of go over a little bit and then kind of go over in the next segment. Like I want to kind of go over my, my concept, you know, my thoughts and observations about this, you know, this whole high value man thing and what it, you know, what the real, how value. who's the real, how you value man in the society. And that's another thing that, um, that, that women don't understand women, women do not know how to pick a man they don't. They keep picking the wrong dude and it, they it keep getting hurt and then they go out and pick the same dude again. Dudes can't pick the right women. Um, we just don't know how to pick because we don't really know what picking a picking a husband or a wife really entails. And I didn't know either um, when I was younger. I didn't know. Thank, thank the Lord I picked the right one the second time. Because, uh, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, Going through these marriages, man, it is not fun. Having marriage problems is not fun. And in divorce court and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but Kevin Samuels um, was really a business coach and he, you know, helping men become a commodity in the business world. And so when David asked me to like, to look into this stuff, I looked into it or deeply. And so Kevin Samuels has a video. It's like 10 minutes long and Talks about what the the definition of what a high value man is. And man, if you think about it, and I first looked at this and I was like, you know what? I'm an option, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm a businessman. I've been in business for decades for myself. And if you look at the stuff, and he even says it, it's like for business, really. It was really his, his how he helped coach men into becoming. Uh, have value in the business world, basically, and it, it really wasn't meant for the dating world. <laughs> I know from what from listening to him. Now, I could I could have it wrong, you know, but um, the concept transformed over to the dating scene, and then it exploded, and it exploded for him too. I mean, man, he's got millions of views, hundreds of thousands of views, and stuff, and it is it's it's crazy. I mean, and so and even he says in the video that you know he when he started this he really wasn't trying to have it go to the dating thing he was just trying to help men to become better in the business world because that's what he that's his pro his that's his that was his thing but then when it went into the dating thing oh man he started making all kind of videos on you know, how to pick the right woman and you know what a high value man is, and 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 then it went to the, the women thing. Now the women are doing it. Well, women they didn't really need it because they already feminist anyway. <laughs> feminist, they already threw Nazis anyway. Uh that's you know, and so now you got women trying to think they have value, you got men trying to think they have value, but nobody understands the real concept of what the man was talking about or what is really to be to be took taken from this. Um and so what I'm going to do real quick is, is just give you what his six concepts are of a high value man, okay? So, six kinds. So the first one is a high value man makes a minimum of $10,000 per month. Okay, six figures. That is like the bottom bottom. So when I was researching, I saw this one that says the minimum minimum is like 500,000. But anyway, six figures is the thing. Um and so that's worth a hundred thousand dollars or more. Um, and then because I'm gonna I tell you what, a hundred thousand dollars ain't no money, y'all. <laughs> hey, a hundred thousand dollars ain't no money, y'all. In this in this society, in this in this country, it ain't now maybe we go to Tahiti or something, or you know, China or something. I don't know. But I know here a hundred thousand dollars, man, you are you you barely can pay your bills and get and get health insurance and save for retirement with that kind of with that money? <laughs> uh, but but that is the minimum. And then he says, like the movement really kind of started in Atlanta, I guess. But then he says you adjust it for your for your uh, for where you are. Like of course in LA, it, it it would probably be more like San Francisco or something than it would be in say Indiana or Atlanta. You know, um, so the next one is a high value man must make this money consistently over time for at least three to five years. OK, so, again, we're focusing on, it, it, you know, we're focusing on, you know, money in um, and, and the kind of it's kind of an entrepreneur business kind of thing concept. Um, and so basically that's saying that it's like people, you know, matter of fact, the other day I was thinking about this about getting a new car and then somehow i was thinking about you know how dating cuz you know i'm in the dating world mainly in the marriage world but you know dating kind of overflows into the marriage thing and then it, it just came in my mind how you know about mercedes and that you know the thing is uh women women say you know women who are kind of like a gold digger types um well you know your 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 car, uh, like your Mercedes, can't be more than five years old. I mean, what kind of crap is that? So you got a car, you got a Mercedes now costs sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars just the regular Mercedes and stuff. Forty, fifty, you know, forty thousand dollars is nothing to pay for a Mercedes. And you telling me it's 2023, and you telling me in 2000, if I still got the same Mercedes, and it's not a, a within, it's in, so in 2028, then I'm not high value enough, right? I'm not worth it, you know? And I was just thinking about that. And, and and then after that, then I get David wanting to talk about it on his show. So the next one is a high value man must must be accepted by the group of other high value men. So this is basically like the old boys network. I mean, you know, you surround yourself with other men and you are other high value men. Look at you as a high value man. as part of the group. Okay. The next one is a high value man must be able to add to the group by his networking ability and his contacts. So basically you're not valuable. If you can add to the environment, you can't add to um, like, you know, networking. Like if everybody has networking and contacts and stuff, then you you have to be able to add to that um, and not just make money. And then the next one is a high value man's position and income can be immediate, uh, immediately evaluated as a mover and shaker. So if you know you're the CEO of Amazon or you know because you know you're just basically when you're that you're making that kind of money, especially when you're in the in the high millions and the billions and things like that, everybody knows how much you make, and so he's saying that uh, right off the bat, when a person looks at you, they should be able to know that you're highly visible of what you're making your position. Um, And then the last one, number six, is a high value man is useful to the group and to others. So basically, you, you give back to, you know, you're useful, you can be, you know, if you need it, you can add to what's going on to the situation, you can solve problems and things like that. So as far as Look man, when I first watched the video I'm thinking, okay, how did they how did this get into dating? <laughs> I, mean, I was like, this is purely business concept stuff. And you know, we hire coaches all the time to for our marriages, for our jobs, for our businesses. And if you look at if, if if a coach came to me and was saying these things like this as far as, you know, in in the in the business world, I'd be like, yo, this is cool. This is sweet. But of course, you know, But of course, people, we mess it up. We mess it up, don't we? Uh, When I was first asked to watch this, since I've been in the business for myself for decades, I thought, you know, this is a good business strategy. But as usual, like I just said, people screw things up. And when it went into the dating world, it exploded. And so he expanded it for the dating scene. And it became this one, this I am worthy, more worthy than you concept. Man, and that's kind of basically what it is. Basically like, The dude is if he's a high value man, he says that I'm more worthy than you. You've got to be at my level. You, if you can't make and say my money to me, or you can't bring to the table as a woman what I need and what I want and serving me, then basically you're not what I need. Um, and basically, man, that concept is empty, it's shallow, and give men um engage men with no true identity and self-worth and confidence in themselves. To really, you know, help them adapt that. Because men, we, you know, it's like the red pill thing. Men jump or jump or jump on that. They jump on stuff like that because Matt, we are so degraded nowadays. And as a man, you know, looked up on his oaths or stupid, you know, we're bumbling idiots. Um, that's how we're portrayed on TV. And women are these superheroes, they kick in men's butts 10 times, they whooping up on five men at a time. Um, it's just unbelievable and people actually buy into this crap. And, and, but the thing about it is also when I looked more into this high value man thing, I started to see like on the internet and stuff, like everybody has, like all these people have their, their traits of what a high value man is. And inevitably it reaches into selfishness. It's about me. They try to act though, like it's honorable, it's ethical and moral and all that stuff, but it's really not. It's really not. Just think if if you're if you're a man and and dating somebody and, you know, the woman approaches you and the first thing you start evaluating her on is if she's, you know, worthy to be with somebody as great as yourself. Is that does that concept really work? Will it work? Um, So but it's basically this is really just a focus on self and how great self is. Right. Which is the battle cry of Satan since the fall. It really is. That's the reason Satan got his butt thrown out of heaven, because he couldn't serve. He couldn't, he couldn't, he only thought about himself. He couldn't figure things out like, okay, what's the greater good of everybody? You know, Jesus Christ, that's why the litany of of humility is such a great prayer, because it helps you not focus on yourself and to understand what humility is, because humility is the only thing that really defeats evil. So this is why, like the high value man thing, man is surrounded with Satan, surrounded with it. People, this dude. One of the uh, things David L. Gray told me about, he he had a uh, he knew a friend in, um, not a friend, but an associate in Atlanta, and the dude was with this really beautiful, nice, really good woman, nice girl, but he started adopting the concepts of. This high value man thing, the dating scene, and he he can't, he dumped her. He said, "Man, she ain't worthy of me no more." I start to realize that I'm just wasting my time with her. That kind of stuff, you know. So what what we're gonna do is, I'm just gonna go over. We're gonna be a short show today, um, unless I get a call or two. It's gonna be a short show today. You know, and it's going to really focus on like my thoughts and my observations of this kind of thing, and how it pertains to to what a a a real valuable man is. Um, and really, man, it really boils down to if you're not a uh, if you're a real high high value man, is a man who is who is valuable to God, his wife, and his kids. And if that's not a goal, if you're a woman and you're and that dude does not have that, you you need to you need to run from him. You need to run, he doesn't have that mindset, you need to run from him, which is what we've been talking about the last couple of days, right? You know, that you know, dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. If you're a man, if he's not in the courting mindset of the future and has the big picture in mind, which is a life of love, honor, respect, and devotion for his wife, for God, his children, and what w- that journey that inevitably leads to eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ, dude, then it's, it's a short-term deal. It's a short-term. That's the problem with Satan is he gets us to think in the short term. And when you only think in the short term and you don't plan for the future, understand what the real purpose of a man is, the real purpose of your life, and they talk about it all the time on this stuff. Talking about a high value man, he he must know his end game and his purpose in life and his mission. And I'm reading this stuff and saying that this stuff don't it don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's not leading anywhere but to a short term fix. Okay, so after we get back, we're gonna have my thoughts um, on this and how it pertains to Saint Joseph and our Lord and mass and authentic and true masculinity. So hang with me as I always as you guys always do and let's take this quick journey together and see if we can help educate each other. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free yes within 30 days learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you visit save marriage com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience visit save my dot marriagecom for superior coaching for your marriage again save my dot marriagecom that's save Hey 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 hey, we back and we back on track. It's a Friday, y'all. It's sunny Indianapolis, Indiana. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I know you what y'all saying. Oh, okay, great, Jerry. Sunny Indianapolis, Indiana, right? (laughs) So, look, if you're a call, if you're listening and you want to discuss this concept with me, hey man, I'd love to have a conversation. It'd be fun just to just to you know you know get on the call and banner back and forth and talk about it because a lot of people, you know, look, man everybody is not a Catholic. Everybody's not an Orthodox Christian. Everybody's not a Christian. Everybody doesn't really understand. They, people mainly think that, man, being selfish is cool. Like, being like, I was watching this one lady. She was doing, a um, kind of what I'm doing. And she was saying the traits of a high value man. And basically it come down to how happy you are. You deserve to be happy. And you should only think, you should think about yourself and what you need. And, Man, it, it, look if, if if you any kind of Christian, if you any kind of Catholic, you look, you you can look see right through that, right? You know, we all know that focus on self is if, if you're any kind of Christian, focus on self is net it never works. It never works. We never become fulfilled. We always have a, a big hole in our gut, and we always searching and floundering around. That one of them actually said that. If you don't know your mission and what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to be floundering around your whole life. You know, and those are, see, it's masked. It's masked. There with, that's what I said. This this high-value man concept is masked in goodness and greatness and, and holiness and ethicalness and all that stuff. But it's really not. It's the core of it is selfishness and what you can do for me. Right? So hey, so if you, if you want to talk about this and have a little good, good five or six minute conversation, cool. Or hey, put a comment in the um, put a comment in the um, you know, in the comments, and you know, send me what you think on that. Um, so another thing too, man. So what we're gonna do is talk about, as promised, the high value man mindset, the surefire way to be old, lonely, and abandoned. One of the things that when I first started CatholicAlpha.com, the one of the eight years ago now, whatever it is, you know, I one of the things that stuck in my head that I realized that I never wanted. And what was that? That was I never wanted to be in a nursing home by myself with old, sickly, with no visitors. Nobody coming to see me, nobody thinking about me and because um and and i'm about, i'm I'm so old and lonely i'm I'm gonna die I'm just basically waiting to die you know and if you go to nursing homes it's 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 all around you can see that and it's a very sad thing how people take and just put their parents in nursing homes or and you know, there's not any connection, or worse yet, here's what the you know, kids gonna be kids, right? Because they got their own lives and they always visualize and and about you know, rationalize what they're doing is right. So I can understand that. And plus remember, however you treat your parents is how your kids gonna treat you. That's a free lesson for the day for y'all. That's that's real free. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, the main problem with being old and lonely in, in a nursing home is the fact that I created that. I created that. If I'm in the, if I am in a nursing home, I'm an old person and I'm lonely and sickly and I'm just waiting to die, which is what a lot of nursing homes are about, I create that life for myself, didn't I? What does that mean? Not only did I not maybe I didn't have a wife or maybe I did have a wife and I've been divorced once or 10 times or five times. Um, so what does that do? Alienate my children. I, I may only have one kid or no kids. or Maybe I only had two kids, you know. So and then one of my kids died and I only got one kid or I have no kids, right? So no grandkids to even think about or to even visit. Because if you don't have any kids, you can't have grandkids, you know. Um, I I you know, I I've sit my whole life. All I did was sit there and think about money and how to make money in my job and my career. That's my whole life. You know, and then at the end of life, hopefully I'm, you know, if hopefully I'm I'm uh healthy enough where I can stay in my own home. And if I do got a billion dollars, I could hire some service to be around me, I guess, and they can serve me and I could, you know, whatever. Um, but basically most people don't make that kind of money. Like, all these people talking about being high value men, dude, they ain't going to make that kind of money. They ain't going to make $500,000. Most people don't even come close to making $500,000 a year. Most people only come to making $100,000 a year. So it's a dream. It's like trying to become – I mean, it's a it's a better dream. $100,000, $200,000 a year is an easier dream than trying to be Michael Jordan in the NBA or being a Peyton Manning in the NFL or being a track star in the Olympics or something. I mean, it's probably easier than that. But in the end, it's still a a, a hard thing to accomplish. People who make money, I mean, real, this is something that people don't really realize too. People who make money, they're talented at it. (laughs) I realize that because I ain't talented at it, (laughs) right? It's a gift. Be able to make money like that is a gift. To be able to make a billion dollars, a million dollars, 500, you know, some guys can, and women too, I'm putting women in two because it's true, they just have that knack to be able to make everything they do. It rains, it rains, it rains money. Some people have that talent. It's a gift, right? Just like looks are a gift. People don't realize that either. Your looks are a gift. They are. It attracts beauty. Attracts, right? So that's a gift. If you're a good-looking person, you know, being able being a great a great part a singer, someone who can who can sing very well, or being a great orator, you know, these are all talents that God gives us and those who don't have that gift, like my wife tells me all the time, honey, if I had your voice, I, I'll always be doing a singing, <laughs> you know, and, I mean, I understand what she means, but I've realized a long time ago that, you know, every time I like the other day, one of the guys, he said, he said, well, Jerry, how's Catholic Alpha going? I said, well, every time I try to quit Catholic Alpha, God sends me all this pain in my life. So I guess I better stop trying to quit Cat the and just do do what I'm told. (laughs) So, but that's kind of where we are. Like, what is the high value man? And, you know, I don't want to be in a nursing home all by myself. I want to have my my family. This is why you didn't see people in nursing homes, because they'd be around their family, and then they would have their own room in the house. They would all go eat dinner together. It was a family, true family thing of generations. The grandkids, the kids knew, knew, uh, were close to you or at least tried to be the grandkids were close to you. Now it's like, man, the grandparents are raising the kids anyway, you know, out of necessity, not because of, of loyalty or love because they have to, because the mom and daddy ain't doing it. Right. Right. And so that was one of the concepts that i thought about that, 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 that makes me thought about today when I thought about this high-value thing. And the, the, the subtitle is The Surefire Way, High-Value Man Mindset, The Surefire Way to be Old, Lonely, and Abandoned. And, and if you think about everything I've said up to this point, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. Thinking like this, thinking about yourself all the time, all it's going to do is just Bring you loneliness and, and, and a feeling of abandonment. I mean, like my wife, when, and I tell this story, you know, a few times. But my wife worked at a, a, a Catholic cemetery. People would die when nobody come to the funeral. They just get a vial. They 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 burn them. You know, they cremate them and put the vial, put the put the thing into just into the wall into the monastery thing. Just leave it there. One person might come and, and visit them or something, but. That's the whole thing. It's what I'm trying to get. That's what I'm my whole point today, really. This is my really whole point. Is this concept is, is is a path to loneliness. It's a path to emptiness. It's a path to being abandoned by your friends, your family, you know, because people ain't stupid. Even people who are of Satan, even people who are not really Christian people, atheists or whoever. We all have this law written inside of us is we know when somebody is selfish or they have these kind of ways of thinking, we get away right from them. We don't want to have anything to do with them. Right. We kind of we kind of like get away because we don't want to be part of that. And so that is kind of my whole thing today. So my observations of the high value man mindset. um, Does he even know how to fulfill the needs of a woman? And keep her happy once he gets her. That's one of the things I said at the end of, of the show the other day when I was a guest. Um, mm-hmm. Is and he thought it was so funny, and and the people that were listening thought it was funny. That okay, you got all this money, but then you can't you can't even keep the woman happy. You get the woman who you say okay, she's worthy of me. Ooh, so now you know you got her, but in five years she can't stand your butt. In five years, she's trying to divorce you and take all your little high value man money, <laughs> right, <laughs> dude? I, I coach men all the time, and I'm telling you, you can't. That way of thinking, women once they know your game, they are try, they will try to get rid of you. And what and the thing about it is, when you're married to them, they're gonna take all. They're gonna take half your money. They're gonna take your house and your car. Your 401k, they're gonna take all that little money you think you got. Okay. Next selfishness talked about that already. Basically, it's a concept of selfishness, it's not of true man, it's not of authentic masculinity to so only think about a person in the objective of in the object way of thinking about them as a knife, a fork, a spoon. Like I'm I'm the master and I'm this person. I'm I'm so great at because I'm doing this, I have this certain level of money. Or success, and you should be worthy to even be in the same room with me. I I don't really, and I know, of course, men that aspire to this they're gonna say, no, Jerry, that's not how I think. But it is, dude. It's not about it's not about what your mouth is saying. It's about your your actions, you know. Um, and the thing about it is, is when we think like that, it comes out in our pores, right? And selfishness is the straight off way to hell. It really is Um, because you cannot get to heaven by being selfish, by being of self. Okay. next. I mean, one of the things I had is, is he a truly authentic man? I mean, can only uh, which can only be defined as denying self of his wants, desires and needs for that of others. In your family, if all a man husband does is think about his wants, desires and needs, then. How far is that family gonna go so basically if you if you're a woman and you are you try to get a dude like this, which man they are trying to flow to him women, but you get a man like this and he's like this before you're married, just tell you how he's gonna treat you when you are married. women kill me how they think that what's between their legs is so special and they convince any man that if they can just have sex with him he's be he'll be mine. women think like that and and you know they don't say it consciously but that's what they believe that's why you have women the man's married and she's still trying to she's the willing trying to be his mistress and stuff cuz she thinks eventually he's going to marry me he's going to leave her cuz you know he's unhappy with her and then he's going to divorce his wife and then come marry me it's an, it's, it's 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 delusional it's delusional and if you do marry a man like that right if he did his wife like that, he's going to do you like that, right? Common sense, if you just think about it, okay? Um, and so, if a man is only thinking about himself, and you're when you married, that dude, you marry a high-value man now, if you think about that when he's single, and he's dating you, and then how's he going to be when he, when you're married? Well, you got to be around him 24-7, seven days a week and stuff. Next, shallow You know, it's the the concept is shallow if you think about it. If it were all about money, rich people wouldn't jump off buildings, would they? Huh? Would they? If everybody it was about money, if money makes everybody happy, if everybody if money is the end goal, which don't get me wrong, hey man, I would I money is important. I know that I'm not stupid. I know I wish I had a billion dollars. You know, I really do. But if money, people think if I just had all this money, I'd be so happy. No, you wouldn't, because once you got, you bought everything you could buy, all two, four, five, ten cars. Once you, once you got all the power, and then all the women start coming talking to you, and you sleep with them. Uh, then you buy all the houses in every part of the world that you didn't bought. You know, you didn't save money for the future. Okay, now what? Now what? more money, right? That's why the New World Order, that's their thing. I got all this. These are guys, and the people that run the New World Order, and there is a New World Order, whether you want to believe it or not. Those people are shallow. They have everything they can have. They have all the money, all the power. You know why know they have the power? Because they can—they can move. they can move countries and influence countries and things like that. They have all this money, all this power, but they still trying to get more and more because that's all they got. That's all they have to try to control you and uh, to, try to control the little people. And that is not what this is. If money was the, the end all be all man, then all everybody would, that's what everybody would do. We'd stop trying to get married. We'd stop really trying to go to work. We would just, fo- we just, we would focus completely on making money. We wouldn't go to church. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have any kind of relationships and stuff. We just focus on being money because money is the one that's going to make us happy, and that's not true. Okay, we all know that. Even if you don't have money, you can look and see that's not true. But rich people know it a lot more than poor people. You better believe it, because they're in the hell they're in the hell. Rich people, they know that money is not, that money, they know it's important and they need it and all of that stuff, but they realize, soon God lets them know that, listen, just because you got money, that doesn't make you immune to dying. (laughs) Okay, so next, and I could be wrong about this one, but I think my wife told me, my sons told me that, like, didn't Kevin Samuels die of a heart attack while sleeping with another it's by sleeping with a woman you know or in the bed with a woman i mean i think that's what that i was told um but i'm not saying it's true or not i'm just saying that's what somebody told me but one thing i do know is he wasn't married I, i'm looking at his video he has no wedding rings on you know so he wasn't married so basically did he even what true legacy did he leave behind a legacy of selfishness, a legacy of people doing stuff, using and abusing each other. I mean, I mean, he 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 didn't have he didn't leave anything behind, you know. Um, and the true measure of a man we'll talk about in a minute, but it's not this. All right. Next, uh, how the how did the high value how did the high value man concept work out for him for David Samuels? You know, really you got to ask yourself that when somebody is where you think you want to be. You must look at that person and, ask, and see if if do they really truly have what you say you want. You know, like you never take marriage advice from a divorced woman. <laughs> you never take marriage advice from a divorced man. Now, you take advice on how to go through the divorce process. Like, you know, OK, you got to get a lawyer. You got to go to court. You're going to have mediation. They gonna split it up. You, once you file for divorce, it's gonna happen. You know that that kind of stuff. But marriage advice from a divorced person? Why would anybody do that? They can't keep a man. They can't keep a woman. Why would you take advice from them? That's that's right. Like taking advice from somebody that is that uh that has no money, and you're trying to make a million dollars and trying to figure out how to grow your business, but the person that. You're talking to he ain't making a thousand, he ain't making a million dollars. He's barely making a thousand dollars a month, right? And so that's how you got to look at it. Next focuses on the short term, the concept focuses on the short term, this world, and neglects to see the long term eternity within heaven. Okay. This now we're getting to the deep stuff. The deep stuff. Focusing on self, man, is a short-term fool's game. It's a short-term fool's game, okay? There's hell, so you know there is a hell, there is purgatory, and then there's heaven. And selfishness will get you south. Um, it's it's a fool's game, you know. And it, it, and this concept neglects eternity with God, which is the true purpose of why we're all here. Is to be in heaven with God and be happy and peaceful, you know. Um, And this focuses on the short, like they said, they think that they're having these long-term goals, but the the long-term goal is is not 99.9 years of living. The long-term goal is heaven after that, because our souls are infinite. That's why there is a heaven and hell. Only God can destroy your soul. Only God can destroy your soul. Soul is energy. So when you die, you just don't float around up, up, up above your house and stuff. No, your soul is deposited in one of three places, heaven, purgatory, or hell. Trust it. Okay. And if you don't trust it, then that means what? That means your faith is weak and you need to start under, start doing some research to, for the proof of God. Okay. And one of the places to start is called the uh, Kalam argument, which means the first is the first mover principles. Once you go through that, you will start to believe there's a God. You will. Okay. Next, be as Christ willing to die for something greater, greater than themselves can never be truly fulfilled as a man. So as a man, we're supposed to be as Christ. The will of Christ did. He, we must be willing as men to die and suffer for something greater than ourselves. And so if we're always focusing on another person as not being worthy of us or them being lower than us, if we can get them to our level and we only focus on ourselves and our money and things like that, what we can do, I mean, what others can do for us instead of what we can do for them, it kind of it defeats the purpose of what we're here for. And another thing, too. As a man, you can never be fulfilled until you're willing willing to die for something. You won't be fulfilled as a man. You won't. You won't. Give your life away for God. Give your life away for your family. That is what a true man is about because then you will start to feel some of that emptiness in your gut, and then God will do the rest. The Holy Spirit will fill the rest of it up, which is the fire for our Lord and the fire for the, the, the Holy Spirit and the fire for God himself. Now, it's another good. This another point I thought about. Should we teach our sons this concept? Should we? I've got sons. Should I teach my sons this concept? You've got sons. Should you teach your sons this concept? And as a parent, we got to ask ourselves, like people that obsess a kid is three years old. And they obsess with the preschool the kid is going to. Oh, this is the highest school in the New York Society pages. We've got to send our kid there to give him a stepping stone. The kid's three years old. They Let the kid be a kid, but they don't do that because people only, they look at the short term of this world. And man, listen, I'm not saying that that that's a bad thing. I'm saying there has to be a perspective. The proper, put everything in this proper perspective, right? You know? Um, So should I, we teach our kids this stuff. Should I? You know, should I teach my kid that, you know, that, hey, you know, you got to be making at least $500,000, you know, you got to focus completely on that, you know, don't worry about God, don't worry about your marriage, You know, don't worry about getting a wife, don't worry about your children, you just keep on forging and getting that, and then once you get that, then you can start trying to get, you know, trying to get acceptance into the high value man deal, okay? I don't know, I wouldn't teach my sons that. I really wouldn't. Should we teach um, a legendary marriage is the real legacy and definition of greatness? Boom. So what is a legendary marriage? A legendary marriage is a marriage that is so great that it spans through time. Right. So what does that mean? How do you get your marriage? How do you and your wife create a marriage that spans through time? How do you leave a real legacy? Well, what you do is your marriage is great. So your children all want to get married and then they know how to create a great marriage. Then their children create a great marriage You want to get married. And then on and on and on. That's how you create greatness as a man. Sure, you could be an architect and build a building and that's all nice and everything. You know, but buildings, buildings can be torn down. Buildings can be just blown up. A soul can't be blown up. A soul cannot be destroyed unless God himself destroys it. So you as a man you create such a marriage that your children become saints and their children and their children and everybody's in heaven with God. And those souls go on for eternity. That's the legacy that we all as a man should be trying to do focus on and sure money career and, and, and uh, success and and greatness and job. That is great too. That is a, that's a commodity and it's, it's, it's a necessity. You know, and it could be the the icing on the cake. But don't get it twisted. There are people of great successes that can't stay married. They can't keep each other, they can't even, they can't keep each other happy. They can't even have a dang on conversation without fighting and arguing. Okay? Next, the true definition and meaning of a man. The true defining measures of a man is what? His relationship with God the love, respect, and devotion of his beloved wife and how his children view him. Man, when I say that, people go, oh, wow, that's deep. Oh, my goodness. But dude, that's the measure of a man. It is. In order to get those things that I just said, what do you have to do? In order to get, think about it, just think about it for a second. Please, think about it for a second. In order to get what I just said, a great relationship with God, the love, devotion, respect of your beloved wife and the total, the way your kids view you as being a man of respect, someone they can love. How do you get that? (laughs) You deny your wants, your desires and your needs in lieu of theirs. That's how you do it. (laughs) That's how you do it. Right? And can you be a high value man get you that? Can being a high value man at the end of your life, you're 99.9 years old, you're to turn 100, nobody's around because everybody's dead, or you didn't have, or, or your kids can't stand you. Is that worth it? Is that worth going through your whole life and not really having someone that truly loves you, you truly love them, that you've created this great, foundation for eternity with? I don't know. Only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you, but I can answer for myself because I've been there, and I'm telling you I don't want to be old, lonely, and abandoned in a nursing home. I don't. Okay? Um, next, this concept completely um, excludes the true mission and purpose of a man on this earth. It really does. And I've talked about it already, but mainly we are excluding the true mission of a man and purpose. Your true mission as a man is not really just what happens on in this realm. It's also your mer- your purpose as a man expands to what happens in the supernatural world, right? What happens at your particular judgment, which is what happens when you immediately die. But those of you who don't know the, what the particular judgment is. When you upon your immediate death, you are placed before Jesus Christ, and right then, right then, you are shown your life and you are judged by the merits of your life. Are you going to heaven, purgatory, or hell? Right then. So this is why you hear me say if you just focus on this world and right now, and you don't endure the pain and suffering of like our Lord Jesus Christ did. You're gonna fall short, and when I say fall short, you're gonna be in a place that the fire is so intense that it has a thousand walls of a, of a thousand walls that are a thousand feet thick, and that's the place you're gonna be in of pure fire. Now I don't know about you, but if you don't believe what I'm saying, then and you need some refresher, you listen to Father Ripperker on his video, on Father Rippicker, Father Rippicker, who's an exorcist in the Catholic Church, he has a video where he talks about the four last things, and one of them is hell. And that will convince you. That will convince you. Okay? Um, and that's your true purpose, man. Like, not to just fo- be the, sh- focus on the short term. Okay? Next, we can't lead our homes and last for the day. We can't lead our homes, marriages, and intimate relationships like our grandfathers and their fathers did why because women have too many outlets i preach about that all the time i hate to say preaching but in this case it is kind of preaching that you know men ask me all the time man like why how can i why can't make my wife happy why can't why can't I, you know, what's, why won't she talk to me and why is she not cooperating with me and blah, blah, blah. Well, the reason why, man, is you're trying, you're, you're doing two things. You're trying to lead your family and be in being a marriage like your father and grandfather and his father were, or you're neglecting your wife and not giving her the attention that she requires as your beloved. And so, in that photo when you can't, we can't lead. Or we are called to lead. We have no choice. Either you're going to lead your family, or God's going to allow the demonic in your home and cause so much pain in your life that it will force you to man up and lead your home. So, if you don't want that, what you got to do is you got to learn that women, the re- in order to make your wife happy and fulfilled as a woman, you got to realize first of all that you can't neglect her. Second of all that. Your wife has too many outlets out here today. This is not the 1700s where everybody is in a cabin in the woods somewhere and it's just them and their kids. And they might be, they, you know, they might go to, to town that's five miles away or 10 miles away and they're there that, you know, and they go to church or something or whatever. You, you you only see people once a week or something. This is not that time. Women have too many outlets, man. They have too many avenues to that, that influences them that encouraged them to get away from their husband. And if you as a man don't even understand that concept, you're going to think, well, I just keep going to work and do what I do, and my wife got her job, I have my job, and that's kind of where our life's going to be. And your wife, after 20 years, after 10 years, is going to say, uh-uh, I didn't set up for this crap. Because why? If your wife can't talk to you, who's she going to talk to? And especially if she's working, who's she going to talk to? She's going to talk to her divorced friends. And these days, everybody's divorced or her single friends. Or she's going to talk to a married woman who's in a mediocre, boring, passionless marriage. Just think of those three levels I just talked about. The, 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 The society's filled with them. The odds of your wife even coming in contact with a happy married woman that has the right perspective no matter if she's Christian or not, the odds of her coming across a woman like that is pretty much astronomical. (laughs) You know, coming across a woman who understands the perspective of marriage and all that. The odds of your wife, especially if she's working, she's going to come across a woman that's divorced, a single woman, or a woman who's in a mediocre marriage that she has, has no passion, fire, or anything in it. They're just living day to day. Those are the worst marriages, too. And that's who your wife's going to be talking to. So, and guess what they're going to tell her? Man, what's he doing? Because eventually, if your wife is not talking to you, she's got to get it out. She's got to get her problems out to somebody. So, who's she going to talk to? She's going to talk to them, the people at her job, or a man. Or, or her, they're going to go out to the bar. They're going to all be talking and hanging out. And relationships and sex always come up when we hang out for the most part, especially where, you know, having we're drinking and socially having a good time and stuff. So relationships always come up for the most part. And so guess what? Your wife's going to say, well, he's doing this and I'm I'm okay. I'm happy. But, you know, you know, you know that. But anytime somebody says, but, you know, it's coming. And that's what your wife's going to do. She's going to tell somebody about what you're doing wrong. And then that person's going to be say, oh, that's so bad. Girl, if I I get rid of him, <laughs> I get rid of him. I put up with Jimmy for 50 years and he took me nothing but nothing through misery. So I got rid of him. So that's what you should do. Because I'm so much happier now. Yeah, you are really you're in menopause, you got one child, you're having no sex, you're probably masturbating, and you're and, and you probably ain't going to church. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 real better. That's a lot better, ain't it? <laughs> All right, y'all. That's what I got today for you. I hope y'all enjoyed that. That's a little fun show just to mess around a little bit. My man, David L. Gray, got me thinking about it a little bit. I wanted to bring it to my show. Uh, you know, if you didn't like it, that's fine. If you did, that's fine, too. You know, we go five days a week. Can't be serious about stuff all the time, man. You got to loosen up a little bit and have a little fun. It's a nice, sunny day in Indianapolis, Indiana. So I thought I'd just kind of throw something a little sidebar to things. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break real quick, and then we will be back. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit com for an opportunity to work with me personally. For free. Yes, within thirty days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save My Catholic Marriage dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My Catholic Marriage dot com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, Save My Catholic Marriage dot com. All right, all right. We are back for our conclusion. And as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You, my friend, were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join us as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL.